Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Christian. Thank you for listening. As always, if you're new here, welcome. We're a podcast where we talk to musicians, artists, photographers, filmmakers, you name it. You do stuff in the creative realms. We like talking to you. So if you or someone you know does any of that or other things that would be interesting to talk about, hit me up. We'll have you on, and we'd love to hear your story. So, with that being said, the disclaimer is over. We'll hop into today's guest. We are joined this week by Xavier Quiles. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I panicked for a moment there. I was like, shit, how did he say to say it? Quiles. Quiles. <laughs> How's it going? Good, man. Good. Nobody gets my last name right. Nobody gets it right. Well, it's... It's got a Q in it, so it's badass. But I look how like they like Kayla's Quiles. I'm like, shit, I don't fucking know. I need to ask it. I always mess up and never ask people before we start. Yeah, I get Quiles all the time, and my name looks like randomly generated, so it's fine. Except <laughs> considering your first name starts with an X, too. An X at a Q. Yep. Strange. I just thought of that. Now your initials are XQ. That's actually pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Nobody else. I don't think anybody else on planet Earth has that. Probably not. There's probably like a like a galaxy or a star named after you. Oh, that's a, that's XQ up there. Yeah, there's there's probably an alien who has that name, but that's all. That's all. Somebody from maybe Venus. I mean, that's. I mean, if an alien has that name, they, you got to meet them. There's all <laughs> these UFO sightings and shit. It might be possible to happen. Dude. Maybe they've been looking for me this whole time. Maybe it is you. Yeah, yeah. You never know. <laughs> uh, well, aside from p- potentially being from outer space, <laughs> our guest XQ Z19 <laughs> Xavier is the guitarist of Knights of Malice, which we had Brenda McGrath on here, the singer of the band. So this week we're joined by the guitarist and also one of the three founding members. Yeah, it was you, Brendan, and Joe. Yeah, so b- before Brendan, we actually had uh, we had our vocalist James Cook. Oh, and yeah. But ever since like 2016 is when I feel like our band really, or like 2015 is when I feel like our band really became serious. And like Brendan has been on all of our major like really professional like recordings. Like ever since we really started taking our band seriously. Like there are there's stuff with James back in the day, but our band didn't really I think flourish until it was brendan and me and joe i guess brendan despite his fun-loving party nature he is a pretty professional guy he takes his shit serious when it comes to like vocals and any bands he's in he's a great dude i love him. Yeah. yeah i think we know when it's crunch time even though we all are, are delinquents dude me and brendan are degenerates honestly <laughs> well that's what like we were talking about a couple weeks ago when we were uh at like Dagan's thing if you and i were in unhallowed at the same time we probably would have gotten in trouble <laughs> we'd probably be dead somewhere you know like we'd probably be clowns somewhere in the street probably well let's uh, we'll get into all those stories with the bands and everything but let's start it from the beginning what um what pushed you to get into music and start playing guitar man i just thought uh I would see live music, like bands like Slipknot was a big one, and uh, Pantera and stuff like that. Um, I actually, the first time I ever played a guitar in my life, my cousin, who he doesn't even really play guitar, he just like had one because it was cool. Um, 
but he played enough to teach me. The first thing I ever learned was uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Yeah. That was the first thing I ever learned, and I learned it so fast. And I was like, this is fucking sick. It just feels cool. So I just it, it immediately fell in love and, and kept going with it. And then, yeah, bands like Slipknot came around, dude, and I wanted to be like them so bad. And then I got really, really into like, I started really doing solos and leads and shit. When I started listening to like Children of Bodom, Alexi Leo is like my favorite guitarist ever. So that dude is what kind of pushed me to really want to take guitar seriously, I guess, you know, not just for fun. So not just because it felt cool, <laughs> which it did. It felt cool, even though like I sucked for the first like two years. It just felt cool, you know? I mean, thing though is, it's that no one you're playing stuff too. It's just hysterical here. You'd be like, "Yeah, smells like Teen Spirit." You know, it seemed easy enough. I picked it up, played it right away. This is cool. And I'm just like, "Shit, I don't know how to fucking play that song." <laughs> I, was surprised. I, feel like I thought everybody in the world—it's literally a bunch of ones and fours—and they they have it. It's the whole song. My issue with guitar is, I pick it up. I could play like some chords and all that. I'll play it for a little while. I'm like, I'm really going to take guitar serious, not get crazy, you know, not solo and stuff, but like just enough to write. And nah, I always put it down. I'm just like, I can't stand this thing. I mean, I feel the same way about drums. I would love to. I would love to know how like your whole body can do that at once. You know, I could not. I can't grasp it. Watching Joe play drums, I just literally can't fucking comprehend it. it. it really is weird, like, learn how to do it and everything. I started playing the beats, and then just, like, I don't know how it was for Joe. He's going to have to come on one day. But, like, it just, like, kind of, I don't know if it was the same with guitar, but just out of nowhere, it was just kind of, once you learn the basics, then you just started kind of going off. Yeah. And blossoming with it. And before you know it, your body's just moving every which way, and you don't even think about it. Yeah. That, that's exactly what happened for like the first few years i really like suck shit at guitar and then um i'll just practice everything slow and learn all these tabs um and then i started learning things that were like a little too hard for me like shit like lamb of god and stuff like that but then but then when i got that suddenly guitar was like every, everything learning and processing and like getting better was easier you know what i mean it started to become like muscle memory and stuff like that I find it hysterical, though. So, you know, tougher shit like Lamb of God and all that. And I look, knowing you and the music you make now, I'm like, he's on the same level as Lamb of God with the rips and shit. Like, Thank you, man. I don't I that I don't know when that happened. Like the our music is getting way more and more like crazy and fast. So death metal now. Our, our new shit is so death metal. And it's like, you know. I feel like the playing has gotten so kind of like advanced. And when I was younger, I would have never imagined that I could like do that. You know what I mean? It came, it just came out of nowhere, dude. It's, it's truly amazing knowing it. And obviously at the end of this show, we're going to be playing some Knights of Malice for you. If you didn't hear on the last, last episode with Brendan, or if you don't know Knights of Malice, you're going to hear how technical this shit is. (laughs) So you started playing, you started, you know, trying to more stuff like Lamb of God and everything big in the Slipknot. Were you into just primarily metal? And like, I know you said Nirvana, it's kind of grunge, but like, yeah, did you experiment with other shit too, or just metal? Yeah, no, I listened to it I, more so since maybe my early mid twenties, but I, I listen to like everything now. I like, I like punk music there. There's actually, it's happening as we speak. 
I'm going through like weeks where I'm not even really listening to metal. I'll listen to like rap. I just, I don't know, man. I just like everything <laughs> except everybody says they like everything except country. So if anybody is listening who likes country, that's fine. I, I can't listen to country. Anything else is fine. With me, the whole country, my standpoint is the new country, that country pop bullshit. Oh, yeah, the fucking... You'll see a dude in, like, a hat in a fucking music video at a club. And everybody's, like, clubbing and, like, twerking and shit. It's, like, country with hip-hop beats under it. And it's so fucking jarring and goofy. And, like, you see them wearing the work boots and all that without a speck of dirt on them. Like, they yeah, just, like, sure. put these in the dishwasher to wash these sons of bitches. And they never worked a day in their life. I'm like, dude, fuck you. You're not, you're not country. But they're dressed like workers in this club next to a bunch of hot people it's so jarring and stupid <laughs> it's i will say the only country i will mess with is like older like you know like i guess like the outlaw country like johnny cash waylon jennings stuff yeah, like that i can't say like fuck like if country was on i wouldn't be like turn the shit off but i just i don't listen to it i'm going to nashville in like two weeks and i'm gonna apparently i'm gonna be surrounded by it for like a week so i gotta have to at least embrace it. You're going to come back from Nashville wearing boots, a hat. Yeehaw, everyone. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I'm going to be suggesting all that country trap music we were just talking about. I'm like, you know what? It's not so bad. There's something to this. <laughs> There's something to this country with the boom <laughs> chick beats. <laughs> I think I like making country music. <laughs> all right, so you pick up the guitar. You're noodling around with it and everything. What, um, what was your first band that you uh, ended up forming? So I moved to Manchester. Oh, I'm sorry. I moved to Lakehurst um, in probably, I can't even remember, uh, seventh grade or sixth grade. And then uh, my Manchester or Lakehurst was weird. Like there was no middle school. It was just Lakehurst Elementary School. And then when I moved to Manchester, all these dudes from Manchester from, from their middle school knew each other. And then it was just like me and one other person in each class. So I was like desperately looking for friends. And um I would just announce left and right. I play guitar. Hey, everybody. I'll be in a band with you. And uh, this dude who I met on my first day, he said he played bass. So I started my first band. You can't find any like recordings or anything anywhere. We're like lost in history. But it was my friend JB Stanley and then my other friend Gil Torres on drums. And we jammed together. We jammed together for like years, but we never did anything cool. It was just stupid kid shit, you know. Uh, that's That's the thing that like I have like, any ba like local band I've bought a C CD from, whether I play with them or just went to a show that they played, I, I have shit that I got from Weartown Fire Hall back in the day, like yeah. CDs, because it's even like handmade demos and stuff. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't want to lose this. Yeah, I, like there was this one band, Elevator Art, that I became friends with someone that was in the band, didn't even know, and they were posting. I'm like, oh yeah, I got this CD still, and posted it. They're like what the fuck is even that? They didn't even know the CD. And I think it was like the singer was like, that was like the sample demo we gave out before we even released the album. I'm like, yeah, well, I got it. Holy shucks. Like a relic, dude. Yeah, it's, I still have a copy of the original on hollow demo that I hand wrote all the bullshit in the MySpace link on the back. Like, That's, I actually, I heard on your recent podcast with Brendan that he is not, the biggest fan of how he was back then sounding like that. Well, I think, I think he tries to leave it lost in infancy, like law. Oh, I'm sorry, just lost in the ether of space and time. But 
it's cool, man. It's like a, a relic, you know? Well, with, with the early on hollowed stuff, I think he's like, okay with it. It was the Leviticus shit. Oh yeah, you're right. That's I'm sorry. That is completely correct. Have you ever heard the Leviticus shit? No, no. And I, th- I feel like if I asked him, he would totally not show me if he had it. I know he's got a copy in like a lockbox somewhere. He does not tell anyone about. They but... probably need like a, a retina scan and like his fingerprint and shit to get into it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it needs to do a growl, mm-hmm. <laughs> do the roar. Yeah, but I never even heard it. My buddy, uh, my buddy Matt, who edits the pod, he was actually uh, he did uh what was it yeah bass at the time on that album he might have it on a hard drive somewhere so i'm gonna have to get him to find it before this comes out so brendan doesn't go to his house and destroy every computer (laughs) yeah he's gonna bring like two assault rifles and shoot everything that has technology in it (laughs) now please 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 send it to me i just want to i'm not even gonna do it too like he, if you think I don't want to hear it just because he thinks it's cringe, like I just want to like hear it, you know, like it's interesting. I mean, especially now knowing like how fucking good he is and stuff, it's it's one of those things that I love having it because it's like, listen, oh, you know him in this band, like you don't know this stuff. This is how this is like the start. This is baby Dude. Brendan's vocals, and that's why like it, it sucks that like nothing with that project like you have like kicking around like. <laughs> some sort of cassette or something like i know because i like that and like i feel like Brent, like it, it is just like a where you started to where you've been it's also nice to just see like the the progress and shit you can listen to like there's old knights of malice stuff with uh with james on it and like the songwriting back then like i was at the point where i guess i could like write riffs and stuff but the songwriting and shit back then it kind of just had like no rhyme or reason it was kind of just like stupid um so listening to that uh, and comparing it to now, it's nice to like you can cringe at yourself a little bit, but you're like, oh man, like I came, I've done so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, like I'm a big, I'm a big mark for myself and like my music shit. Like I love having any show flyers of shows I play just because it's like, you know, I I have the little fire hall ones hanging up just to remind me of where my ass came from. <laughs> Dude, yeah, for real, but- seriously. Like, aside from that, like, all, like, the stitches, like, uh, flyers of stuff, I just, I have a stack in my closet that I just have because I'm, like, played a lot of cool shows. I have memories of each show that I'm, like, you know, it's just, it's nice to reflect on because it's, like, looking at the stuff I'm doing now, it's, like, all right, cool, and then you think back to playing fire halls and stuff, and I just played, I played a VFW in uh, Massachusetts recently, I walked in and felt like I was in Weartown Fire Hall again. I'm like, this is amazing. Oh, I probably felt nice and nostalgic, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, you're going uh, to like having those. When you're like 80, you're going to look at all those posters and shit. And you're like, this is cool. It's cool to have still, you know? Right? So it's uh, Music's a beautiful time capsule sometimes. It, yo, it absolutely is. It's true. So after the band in high school, uh, like with your buddies, like, you know, the first people you started jamming with around here and stuff, where'd it go to from there? Um, Dude, during like when MySpace was still like a big thing, Joe Capasso, I've always, I would walk past Joe in the hallways a lot. He used to have this fucking, he used to have like long, like Hanson hair, like super long blonde hair. Um, But I would always walk past him and shit and we never really talked. Um, And then he just randomly saw me, I posted like some video on MySpace and he hit me up 
And, uh, oh man, you know, you should jam with me and my, like my friends. And I never even knew any of them yet. Uh, and then I, I immediately was like, you know, mom, can I have a ride, you know, to my friend, to this kid's house. And, uh, we literally just hit it off. Like we did Joe. It was like playing unreal shit for his age back then. Instantly, I was like, yo, I need to I need to jam with this dude. And from there until now, it's not that eventful between me and Joe because we've literally just from then from it must have been what, 15 years now? We've just been jamming together ever since. It's fucking awesome. Though. It's cool. Like having someone like that in your life that's like just never stop jamming. I don't think that's ever going to happen with me and Joe, man. That dude, like, when I went in downstairs into his basement for the first time, he was fucking, he was, like, playing the faceless and shit. And, like, old, like, Joey Jordison Slipknot stuff. And I was like, yo, this dude is crazy. And he's, like, 15, he's, like, 15 years old. It's fucking wild. So, like, I have to, I have to jam with this guy. It's, there's always the people like that. Like, I remember first hearing, like, uh, like, Hasney play guitar. Yeah, he's insane. and I was sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then like Kyle comes along. And then it's like I started like hearing about like you and stuff. Like, and then you joined on holiday. I see you play. I'm like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? It sucks that we just missed the boat on each other, man. Like, we never ever chilled because like we literally were, like ships in the night through Unhollowed and just just missed the boat. Yeah. And it's yeah, cause you joined. Because Kyle quit, then I quit, and then it was you joined and Mikey joined, and Mike Mikey's another one that just want to shout out the homeboy just because his playing. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, rest I, in peace. I I hated that kid, but I didn't hate him. I <laughs> loved him. He he thought I hated him because he's like, well, because I took your spot and unhollowed. I'm like, dude, I quit. I'm like, why would I hate you if I quit and Johnny got you in the band? I'm like, you're you're phenomenal with drums, dude. Like, yeah. And it was just like we always we always sat there like he was one of the people that like I could bullshit just about anything. He hit me up and just like, hey, man, what snare did you say you were using again? And just like randomly out of nowhere, just talk like drums and shit. So cool, dude. He was funny. He was funny as fuck, by the way. He's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, he would say something like that while simultaneously come on my status. One time, someone called me a dork. And he's just like, oh, bro, she's saying you got an orca dick. I'm like, why? He's like, a dork's an orca dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was something like that. But it was just while talking serious music stuff, like texting me and then posting shit like that on like Facebook, MySpace or whatever. I'm like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, it, was like, it was like a cartoon, man. It was funny. It, so you were jamming with Joe and uh did you guys like form a project because obviously uh, I don't know where it fits timeline wise because I know Unhollowed came into the picture but you were with Joe before that right yeah yeah actually the like the project is still what like Knights of Malice is now but at first it was Joe and then the original vocalist James and then um our first, like, well, he was in the band first, but Andrew Norris, uh, rest in peace to Andrew, too. Rest in peace, Andrew, yeah. And then a bassist, uh, Pete. And it was, those four have been doing stuff for a few months before Joe messaged me, I think. So I actually, I mean, technically Joe is, like, really the only original, like, member. But, uh, mm. yeah, just members have come and gone. As soon as I, as soon as I joined, we started writing, uh, 
music and shit. And that first, um, there's like an EP somewhere out there and all of that is like the first Knights of Malice stuff with Andrew, me, Pete, and uh, James and Joe. But ever since, I mean, dude, other than, that's just members coming and going, but it's always been me and Joe. And then after James, of course, we got Brendan. So that's that. Yeah, and Brendan, obviously, you were in Unhallowed with. Oh, yeah. And and you kind of, Unhallowed just kind of, I don't even know what happened with it, but I know, like, Johnny went to, like, failure and vanity and stuff, and then you kind of took Brendan. You're like, hey, come here, bud. Dude, what happened? It was like, yeah, so a random fire hall, Brendan, like, uh, like announced that they were looking for another guitarist. And I kind of just, at the end of the show, I walked up to them, like, half joking, half serious, kind of being like, yo, you guys, like, want one? Because I'll totally fucking join. And then um, I ended up j- joining them. And then, of course, like you said, it's something, I don't know, man, it just sort of, I guess, fizzled out. And then there was a period where in Knights of Malice, we lost our guitarist and our bassist. Uh, and James all within like day, like it must have been like a week or two where we lost all of them just one after another. And me and Joe were just like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Um, what do we do? And then uh, Joe called Brendan like right away. And Brendan was like, or, uh, Brendan like resounding immediate yes. And with Brendan came uh, Ryan Morris was our bassist for a little bit and Tristan on guitar. Like they, they basically came like with Brendan and we had like a, we went from just being a two-piece to just having a full lineup again, like instantly. So we were like so fucking relieved, man. And that's that's how that happened. I I remember Tristan being a bit. I, I always forget Morris was in Knights of Malice too, because he was also in Horseman Five, Super Thrash Bros. Like, yeah, dude, he, he was there for like uh, our 2016 EP. Like, he was staying in the studio with us. We have promos with Ryan Morris, and it's like. Yeah, it's funny, dude, how many members. We really have had so many band members. We, re- I'm really thinking about it now because it's like I was in the band with Brendan. You were in the band with Brendan. Now you're in another band with Brendan. Then Morris, all the projects he's in. It all seems to center around Brendan. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the center, the center of this like metal universe going on right now. Yeah, Brendan's just like sitting there. He's like... Yeah, I'm going to just bounce around bands and bring people with me and, you know, bring other people in with me. <laughs> Dude, it really was so relieving, man. We we got him first and he like, let me make a few calls. And then just had Ryan and Tristan join too. I was like, holy shit, this dude has, he basically made us a full piece, a full uh, lineup again out of nowhere. So very cool. That's, that's a good thing about where we live. There are a lot of people that play a yeah. little bit of everything. So it's like, even if you just need a fill-in, like it's... Yeah, which we have, we actually have a fill-in now, too. And um, if you ever see us live, we're, like, playing with this uh, fill-in guitarist, and it's just, it's crazy that... It's crazy the area that we live in where we could get that, or else it would suck, man. You know, like, everybody is a musician around Jersey, you know, New York, PA area. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, um, the guest that I just had on, uh, Tommy Ratz, met on instagram and all that makes awesome music and everything and uh it didn't click with me at first but then after the interview it clicked with me the band he's like oh yeah we skipped a part of like my music career oh we'll go back all of a sudden he's talking i'm like no let's let's go back i'm like let's talk he's like well yeah one of my best friends uh needed like a keyboardist to fill in as they were getting the lineup so i was in motion city soundtrack for a little while and i'm just like 
it didn't click at first, but I'm like, oh, I'm like, wait, that band was always on Warp Tour. I know so many people that like that band. Holy shit. Like, how the fuck do you glaze over that? I'm surprised you forgot to say that. Yeah. Well, it was just because I, the way the transition was and all that, I didn't know there was more. And then little did I know there was this whole thing. And he's best friends with the lead singer, recorded his solo album and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Holy but, shit. Wild. And that's in, um, he's in Minnesota. So it's like, it's just crazy knowing that all the way out there too. Like there's the same thing kind of going on, like with us and everything. It's just pals, just like, Hey, can you fill in and do this for me? Hey, can, you want to be on this? Like it's, it's badass to know that it, it's more apparent. Yeah. True. I fucking love the music community, dude. It's like a, such a, it's such like an underbelly of every, it's like a web of people. You have to know people and everything. It's just, I think it rules. It's a, it's its own language. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's definitely its own language, unless you're a part of it. Like, because that's the thing, too. Like, even people that love going to the shows and all that and don't play music, like Dagan. Yeah. Like, Dagan, it's was known by everyone that would go to the shows in the bands because it's, you know, he's always there. He's a, as much of a part of it as, like, you know, you are, I am. Like, it's. No, it's true. Yeah, he loves Lamb of God. That's how I knew Dagan was sick when I first found out how much he loves Lamb of God because that band fucking rules. I I got to meet Randy once and the whole band once. Oh, really? Both times were with Dagan. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Was he was he fangirling? <laughs> so w- we met Randy at Mayhem Fest. It was him and Jamie Josta at like the I think it was like the I Heart Pussy Ten or I Love Tits Ten. I don't know. He bought a shirt that says, like, Randy is my homeboy with, like, <laughs> Randy Blythe looking like the Virgin Mary praying and shit. Oh, my God. So if you bought the shirt, you got to skip the line. He skipped and met him. And he's walking, like, right by me in a daze. I'm like, dude, give me the shirt so I can skip. I stole, <laughs> I stole Dan's shirt and hid it so you couldn't see the signature on it. It's just so I could skip to the front line because, like, Rob Zombie was on. I'm like, all right, let's go meet Randy. Then we got to get back. I need to see Zombie. Yeah. But then the other time was vintage vinyl. And I won't forget it because I fangirled probably harder than Dagan. We're going through and, you know, getting shuffled along and all that. I just hear him. He's like, oh, you know, you're one of my favorite bands. I've loved you since high school. That's just <laughs> fucking metal. You know, just being Dan. But then I'm going through. I meet Chris Adler. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, love your drumming. I'm like, you're one well, of my top favorite metal drummers and all that. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. So I shake his hand. I move on. I think like Mark was next or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Adler's like, wait, 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 come back. Is that a fucking Spider-Man tattoo? And grabs my wrist and turns it to look at my arm. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. He's like, bro, that looks so fucking badass. That's so damn cool, man. I'm just uh, like, and I just go, man, you're one of my favorite drummers ever. <laughs> I just like I got that gaze, and I, so I can't give Dan shit for it at all. I would have done the same thing. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, so we're oh yeah, talk about the music community and the fans being a part of it too. So all right, so after Unhallowed, that's when Knights of Malice started kicking in at like full force, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, so let's start talking about it then. You got, you know, you got the crew. Brendan brought in the Calvary, and now it's 
just going full steam ahead to where it is now. How um how was it like starting to like kind of make that band like the main main focus and you're like, all right, let's fucking do this. So um when Brendan first joined, we actually like had an album already basically done, minus like vocals. And we needed vocals done. And he did that. He banged that shit out like in, almost instantly. Um, uh, but like it was, I mean, Steve from Inventure recorded the vocals and stuff. And like it, it sounded great. But then going forward, we were like, all right, what can we do? Like, how do we start really making this like sound really professional and real? Like industry standard shit. And Joe just randomly uh, suggested um, Carson and Grant from Atrium. And those guys are as fucking industry standard as they get, dude. Those guys are amazing. And it was almost like a half serious, like, yeah, let's do that. You know, like, oh, uh, you know, haha, we're not ready for that. But but we did that. And uh, ever since that EP from 2016, like, that was the first time any of us recorded that professionally. And, like, that was the first time we ever took, like, this band that seriously. And um, – at the end of it, we were like talking to Carson and Grant. We were like, yo, like we would love to work with you guys again. Like, please, this has been like a fucking blessing and like an eye-opening experience. And they were like, Yeah, totally. You guys are so easy to work with. We totally want to see you guys back. And after that, I mean, that whole that whole time and process of that EP and really acting like a professional band and them saying that was like, um, we just naturally started like taking ourselves more seriously and grinding and putting more money into this band, it all just, it really just kind of snowballed from our first real professional like experience. So that's that. Have you, um, now have you guys been recording with them since then or? That's actually all, all the all, we'll only record with them. Now we've, we did our EP with them and then we did our full, like our full length album with them. And then we did four songs with them that no quarter given and uh, the unbegotten was with them. And now, and we just left the studio a few, uh, it wasn't, I probably, I forget exactly when, but we just tracked another uh, set of songs that'll be like on an EP with them. So we, we like always have to work with them now, man. I mean, they got the set, they got it sounding tight and everything. And since they were really into it, that just makes it, it makes it that much better. Like, why would you switch it? Cause if they're into you and you like the sound they're doing, it's, it's match made in heaven. Yeah. That's how it feels. And honestly, like, uh, after the EP got done, we were, they're so expensive, which is understandable. Like that, it's expensive shit. And we were like, me and Joe were on the way home, and we were just like, "Fuck!" Like we have to pay this every time now. We can't downgrade after this. We literally are paying out of pocket for this every single time now. We have to, and we have been. But you know, we we never wanted to like dip down in quality again. You know, if we were to ever find another producer. Uh, we would it would probably be around the same price anyway because those dudes are like they're so fucking good man seriously you ever listen, listen to the new august burns red album they did that too it sounds insane it sounds amazing i was about to say i'm like they tracked a lot of like august burns red stuff right mm-hmm. i remember brendan like first go like i think it, w- it would have been for the ep talking about like going out cause it was in uh like pennsylvania i think yeah um yeah. uh shit i think lancaster oh all right my mm. girlfriend likes going there. I, I've never been. I think I've been once. I don't know. Who knows? I think has a brewery. You should go there. It's really good. I'll go to the brewery and then go to the studio. Be like, hey, boys, you know that Knights of Malice band? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they actually, they change locations so much now. Now they're in a, oh, man, I, 
I can't remember. I was just there too, and I can't remember where they are. But now they're like, it seems like they're locked in for good. They have like their own, you know, their own name outside. They're part of. It looks like some like Hollywood industrial park studio thing with like Studio ABC, blah blah blah. They're there now, and like they're, they're like. It seems like they're pretty like locked into this being like their real location. But yeah, man, they're they're just amazing. I can't say enough good things about them. Oh yeah, so that's that's what kind of really pushed it into the full gear of what you're doing now with everything the shows and you just keep you guys are getting like so much traction with everything i see like the videos and like the music videos and people reviewing there's always that one dude with the beard i forget his name oh that dude galactic criminal he rocks (laughs) yeah i love his because every time it's just you see him start headbanging but his eyes just bulge and you see his (laughs) mouth get so tight Dude, yeah, and it's just, he's just like, yeah. <laughs> I love watching. I love watching that shit because it's like, oh my god, we're like that's what we. That's the reaction we want. This dude loves that shit. I I love seeing that. <laughs> uh, one of the things too, aside from, you know, getting that real professional like studio experience and having quality, that it it sounds just like August Burns Red and shit because it's the same spot. You have that like industry quality uh you're also playing like a shitload of shows with like big name metal bands and stuff is there um is there a show to you personally that like sticks out out of all of them that was like holy shit i can't believe we're playing with these guys yeah yeah i have i have two um so the first one my favorite show we've ever played ever was uh it was us and our friends and monument of a memory right but uh, the Black Dahlia murder, they booked a show that was like on an off. They were doing a tour, a tour, I think, with Black Label Society. But like they had off days and they booked a show um, at HMAC in Harrisburg uh, on one of their off days. So the lineup was like Monument. It was a band before Monument. I feel like an asshole. I can't remember who it was. And then Monument played. And then we played right before the Black Dahlia murder. So it's like the fucking place was already packed. And uh it was oh my god man the crowd was just massive it was crazy everybody was having fun uh and then right after us the black dolly murder played and i just felt like i was like holy shit man like this what a like our sweat vapors are still on stage and now the black dolly murder is going on stage and that's my favorite band of all time and that just it felt so cool (laughs) and the other one i think brendan might have said this too but we played with thy artist murder and perdition temple and uh cannibal corpse at starland ballroom and uh the crowd again just massive massive amounts of people and we like did good like people liked us it's like a it's like affirmation of like holy shit like none of these people know who we are they're actually crazy huge like death metal old school death metal heads because they're here for cannibal corpse and like they liked us so that that was good those two definitely but my personal favorite was that black dolly murder show man it just felt so cool it kind of comes full circle too because isn't it black dahlia murder i'm I listen to metal here and there, but I'm not like too familiar with that stuff. Um, Black Dahlia Murder, though, isn't one of their EPs on Hollowed EP? Yeah, it was yeah. their first their first album ever was on Hollowed, which is I think that's where Johnny might have gotten the in- influence to because we were eco side or whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then like Unhollowed was on the list of names. I was like Unhollowed's cool. And I think he said I. I could be thinking wrong. It's been 
close to 15 years now, half my life ago, but um, I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. So it's weird, like the full circle of you playing in a band called Unhollowed influenced by that, then having that you're, as you said, literally your, your stank is still on the stage and they're walking through to play. Yeah. Like it's. So, we played, I think I can't remember how many times, but I know we played with them a few times and like every time we play with them, that those are my favorite shows because that's literally my fucking favorite band like of all time easily my favorite like metal band dude that's we like just released their cut we covered one of their songs and everything and i was like totally my idea begging like yo we please we have to do a black dolly murder cover for the longest time we were talking about doing that and then um you know it was like a yeah you know if we ever you know get around to covers because we never really wanted to do covers like it was never pressing but then trevor fucking trevor passed away man and when that happened we were like okay like we have to do this now. Come on, like pay tribute, you know? So I'm proud of that. And I'm just proud of playing with them at all. It's just rules. Yeah. I know they actually, didn't they like share the cover too? Once you guys posted. I know. I wish they did, but um, it doesn't matter. I just like, I would have fangirled so hard if they did, but uh, I know they saw, they saw it and that's all that really matters. Um, On Brendan's story, they were like, I think they just reacted to it. But even that, I mean, that fucking made me almost come my pants when I saw that. I was like, holy shit, you know? That's what it was. It was a re- I know I saw Brendan post something that, like, their eyes were on it. That's all that, yeah. I just, you know, I mean, that it's just, that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm the same way with you. Like, like, Alex Winter liked one of my things, like, that I made from the movie Freaked. And uh, he liked it twice and then reposted, like, the dude's, Thing with it that just so happened to mention my name oh uh, i just i see i'm like oh my god <laughs> alex fucking winner no it's just nice to know that they saw it you know it's just rules yeah and that's one of the cool things with social media that it's social media sucks but when you get those moments like that where you get recognized by like someone you idolize and shit like it's yeah social media does fucking suck but i hate when people do like People only will sometimes focus, like people who kind of refuse to make their Facebooks or Instagrams or they're barely on it, they think like it's all bad. And I'm like, yo, like that's kind of a, it's like the coolest tool that we have in modern, in the modern era is like, you could just like, you could promote yourself easier than you ever used to be able to because of it, you know, social media, I think rules. Yeah. And it's like, I was so, I I always used to be like disgusted with TikTok. But now TikTok's the one I use the most because it's like, I'm actually generating like new fans and stuff like people who enjoy what I do. And I'm meeting people to have on here that like, I see their like art or hear their music. I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I dig this. You want to sit down and talk sometime. And it's, it, it definitely is disgusting social media, but it's like at the same time, it's like, I just scroll right past stuff. I'm just like, I don't fucking care where, give me the good stuff. Give me what yeah. I'm here for. The arguing and the stupid debating and the stupid like everybody's right to themselves on t- on on social media is ridiculous. I also was the same way with TikTok. I used to think TikTok was like just all cringe because that's all I saw. It was like a place for people to just be cringy idiots. And I was like, where is there one piece of this fucking platform that's like entertaining? But then then I downloaded it and yeah, dude, like you said, you could find that that's another tool that people could use to just show whatever they're doing to everybody. It's it's awesome and it's so simple, you know. Yeah. I remember uh, I would get like the dumbest things on my feed, but then it's like the more you interact with things, the more it changes. So I'm like, all right, started getting it to a spot where I'm finding all these musicians, artists and stuff like recently. 
And now my feed's just filled with Hasbula because I just oh. watch Hasbula videos because that dude's awesome. <laughs> Dude, do you, do you know do you know the fucking um that like oh no song from TikTok? That's oh, almost that I just I can't stand that. And that's all I thought TikTok was. It was literally Every time I would see a video from TikTok, I would have that song on it. It makes me want to like rip my eyes out, dude. And but then I move past it. We move past it. But God, that song. <laughs> I know the exact song, and now I just hear it in my head. Oh no! Yeah, no, it's just, no, no. Oh God! <laughs> it's just, it's literally, <laughs> my skin crawl. With the, with the <laughs> well, all right, let's bring it back to actual music because I got to get away from that song. <laughs> Oh yeah, we want listeners, and we're talking about TikTok. We gotta. We I, mean, it. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. We're talking about social media. We 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 like tangents on this podcast. It keeps the time flowing. Okay, and good. And I'll, I'll 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 complain about that song for like six hours. So <laughs> this is where we'll just edit in the song just for thirty minutes, <laughs> and then continue. Xavier, are you still there? And I've just been gone. I left. <laughs> Xavier, you still there? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> But I'm gonna have like the SWAT, the cops show up to you and like shut you guys down. <laughs> that would be funny. Matt lives across the street. We exchanged a USB drive so he can edit it. Oh, sick! And uh, if you saw the cops show up here, because he knows I'm like recording you today. If he randomly sees the cops show up, I really wonder what he would think. <laughs> He'd probably be like, "Oh shit, he played the Oh No song, didn't he?" <laughs> yeah, he he he's innocent. I don't think he knows the Oh No song. Oh, good. But, it's audio terrorism. But Matt, if uh, I haven't showed you it, now I'm going to show you it. He's going to hear it by the time this episode oh. comes out. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> so let's get to writing real music because, you know, Brendan, we talked a little bit about like the lyrics and all that and like the vocals. Now, with your guitar playing and everything and the music you're playing, you are not just playing smells like teen spirit power chords and one str one string and two notes total like you're you're all over the fucking fretboard so how how does one sit and like write that style of music because there's stuff you do i i've said it to brendan i said it on his episode when he showed me some of the new material i'm like this is just fucking stupid this is stupid. I'm like, I, I mean that in the best way because I'm just like, what the hell? How do you write this? Like, oh man, I, I, I feel like I'm always a bad person to ask because like, I, I seriously don't know like shit about writing music or anything. I don't know the first thing about what I'm doing. Right. So most of what I do, I kind of, I guess like I used to learn tabs. One of the main ways I got like better was like, I would learn so songs by other bands, like Children of Bodom, like I said. And, like, uh, I would learn so much The Black Dollar Murder, so much Lamb of God and stuff. And, like, I, I still, to this day, like, do that. And I feel like all I have is, like, um, applying what, like, I learned from tabs and songs. And, like, that's all I can really explain as to how I guess I write, like, the shit that I write. Because bands like Azalea Dying and stuff, like, taught me how to, like, write, like, harmonies and, and and leads like do lead work and stuff like write really cool harmonies and like again or like veil of maya stuff like that i just yeah man i really don't know i don't I, I have no idea how i write the stuff i write it just it literally just comes out i play guitar until something sounds cool and that makes it even more fucking cool <laughs> because it's like because so many people like you know i didn't know like if you had 
training like music theory and all that because like, i i don't know shit with theory i'm like yeah. i i just i play what i think sounds cool like yeah. that's i feel like that's the most like like genuine like it's more genuine anyway i've never wanted to be like a theory guy to like i feel like i would like lock myself uh into like what the rules are and, and like i would try to put names to these things and be like oh no i even though this sounds cool i can't do that because it's not in the same like key or in as a five four dorian fucking whatever like i don't know any of that um and by the time by the time i started thinking about taking like theory lessons i was already like ability wise like past me thinking that would benefit me so i was like I don't know, man. I don't want to like start from square one and do this like these lessons with like Mary had a little lamb and stuff like that. Like I don't want to. I don't even want to even try to start getting lessons. And so it just never it it, it never happened. I just tabs and jamming until something sounds cool. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that makes it even more insane. Cause I'm like I, I've seen you play before. I'm just seeing the fingers going. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, thank you, thank you, man. Ah, no problem, but it's I just I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> you, I don't get it you do you, boo. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Just yesterday, I was like, I was just I thought I was just jamming, and I looked up, and Brendan was like, "God damn, that's a cool riff. That's a new non riff now." And I was like, "Oh, sweet, okay, I guess you know." It's like when I do like the terror tune stuff. It's you know since it's just like me and everything, so I find myself in a pickle sometimes. So it's like I'll just randomly like mess around with like the synth, like one of the synths, get like a track going that I made, or just like a noise on the bass one on my bass drum that I can mess with my feet. And yeah. like I'll get something sounding cool and I'll just kind of slowly start throwing drums over it. And it's just a lot of like jamming. So it's yeah. like not knowing anything about like guitar and all that and writing like metal like you do it's i didn't know if it was like the kind of the same thing of just kind of sitting there just playing shit hitting notes and yeah that's all that's all it is and to be honest i feel like that makes it like more i feel like it makes it it keeps it like exciting and like fun like i'll write something and just be like i'll like also like i'll write like a lead or something and just be like holy shit like that sounds cool okay like i didn't i didn't even plan to make this thing you know what i mean it always keeps it like like it just makes playing guitar like fun always you'd like be surprised by yourself well, I'm sure there's going to be some people listening that are going to be like, hey, fuck you, XQ. Fuck you. <laughs> I have people, dude, I have people telling me that, like, I have a few people who just, like, swear up and down, begging me to, like, start learning theory and all that shit. And I'm just like, I just don't want to, dude. I feel like I just don't want to. I I feel like, like, with the, the stage right now, like how you said that it's, you know, you hit this point and you would have just been like, all right, well, I'm going to have to be relearning everything. With it, I feel like if you were to do it now, it would totally take away from your guitar playing and like who you are as a musician. Yeah, I feel like there's like a, a like your sound would get kind of, I mean, I could be totally wrong. This is literally just what I think is like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't need to, I don't like care or need to like put names to these things. Or like, I don't care what, I don't care what I'm playing anymore. It just sounds cool. I know how to write um, harmonies and all that stuff. And to me, I feel like that's like what matters. The, like that helps spice songs up a lot is like dual guitar things like i write um both guitars for nam always now like i'm so so what i do is like i'll record one track and then just like fuck with it with the second guitar and like find something that sounds cool that's not exact copy paste of the first 
And if I could do that without theory, then I feel like I'm not really that interested in it. Yeah. What's the saying? Why buy the cow when you get the milk for? No, not that one. Uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. There we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of applies, though, right? That sort of yeah. applies. Yeah, yeah. You got the milk for free. You learned your shit. You got your style, and obviously, it's you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make you blush here, but uh, I'm sure you get a lot, a lot of compliments on your playing because <laughs> I, I hear. Oh, anytime. I hear more than enough people talk about your playing, and I've seen it. I'm like, yeah. Anyone who denounces his playing as anything less than amazing, I'm like, they're they're jealous. They're haters. <laughs> yeah, I'm Puerto Rican and I'm tan, so I can't blush, thankfully. But I would be. Well, I'm sure I can make you blush. Yeah, we'll get there. Some brown blushing. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me choke on my white claw. Sorry. <laughs> oh. All right, so I know um Brendan was talking about it, and you know you got some new uh you have some new music in the pipeline, I believe, right? Yeah, we actually have uh everything's already done and recorded and mastered and everything. We're just we gotta wait for the music videos to be done and all that shit. But everything everything on our end is like done musically. Sweet. Now um so I guess that kind of answers I was gonna say for an update from when we had him on. I was gonna say, is there a an update on a per a potential time frame of when to expect? I wish. I feel like the new sing. I feel like our first new single, dude. We actually played this new song live on St. Patty's Day for the first time, and like, I'm so stoked on it. I love this song. I I I want to confidently say, like, two months tops is when that'll come out. But I could be I could be lying. Oh yeah. Well. When it comes, it comes, and we'll definitely be sharing it because I want it out so bad already, dude. I just hate this part. We've been the recordings have been done for months. It's that's always the worst part, like the patience with it. Yeah, you want to make sure, like I'm going back and like since now I'm really playing into like social media and taking my shit more serious. Like I'm going back and like posting videos of me doing shit for my EP that I released and. Was that like 2000? I can't see the thing. Like 2015. Like I'm going back. I'm like, this song's streaming everywhere. And like, I see the streams like go up. I'm like, hey, I'm getting people to listen to it. That's all that fucking matters. But like, yeah, if I could go back, I wish I was kind of more patient and like playing it out more like like you guys with like music videos and like doing everything, like really going and planning out the release. Now, with that question, I guess a good thing to ask and also say congratulations. I saw you're working with, was it a booking company or I just saw it and that. Thank you. Uh, two. Yeah. We had two announcements, which is like now we're, we're um, with pinup artist management with this dude, Josh, who fucking rules. And then also um, DM like booking this dude, Dustin is now going to be helping us with like a lot of our shows, which is fucking awesome. Cause a lot, I booked them a lot of times and it's nice to like, let this dude who knows way more than i do like handle it you know oh yeah because i know brendan was saying like you guys want like you have like a lot of like fans and shit in texas i think it was he was saying like apparently so that's sick (laughs) yeah so get the guy to get you some shows in fucking texas yeah i uh, maybe possibly i don't even know oh god i like i don't even know what i'm allowed to like spoil or not but we might be doing like a two-week like tour at some point in the future and that would be like our first big thing ever doing that. We used to always just do weekenders. 
Um, and we're probably still going to always do those, but like two weeks would be our, by far like our biggest run. And that might happen in the, in the foreseeable future. Thanks to Dustin, you know, so I'll be stoked. I'll be so stoked if that happens. Oh yeah. Wink, wink, everyone. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> maybe possibly, who knows? Yeah. Not a spoiler, but maybe just maybe might happen. Just keep your eyes open, get your wallets ready. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Now that's awesome. Now, now with um, so I've you know I've never dealt with anyone with that stuff. With the uh, management, do they kind of help out like with, with like everything you're planning with like releases and stuff, or is uh is it primarily like on you guys? Yeah, kind of. I mean, we get to still, you know, we talk together about like the release dates for certain things because you know everybody has to be on the same page, but like. As far as continuing to record with like Carson and Grant, like that's our choice and decision that we're gonna do. And like writing the music and how we release it and shit. Like there's discussing together, but a lot of like the creative musical shit is like on our end still, always, which I love. I would not be down if they tried to, you know, dictate that like at all. They're just smart, man. They just they give us the good advice on how to really plan things. It's always good to hear. And as long as they're not telling you to be a pop country band. No, no, never. Never. Fuck if they gave us like, here's here's ten million dollars. Do one pop country song. I would be like, no, I'm out of this band. (laughs) Not for nothing. I would totally do a pop country song if I was offered ten mil. (laughs) I'd sell my soul to the devil and yee honk right into the studio. I wouldn't be able. I would. I would like cringe all the way to the bank though. Like I wouldn't be able to look at myself anymore, man. Well, it's. Uh, I would try and do it in the fashion of MGMT, their album, Oracular Spectacular, the one with like kids and stuff. Yeah. And like Time to Pretend. That album, I believe like one of my friends told me a while ago, that's like their, that's their album that just doesn't fit in because that was like the album with the studio that was like forcing them. So like the first song, Time to Pretend, it's this catchy pop song. And it's all about basically it's like time to pretend they're just like putting on this dancey poppy bullshit like here's our radio hit but like the whole thing is kind of just like a jab As i was gonna I, say that's actually funny that they did that at least they're self-aware you know yeah it's if it's something like that it's like cool but like there's there's so many bands that like like volbeat they hit like such a stale period where it's like, I don't know who influenced everything, but I'm just like, go back. And then they released their latest album and it was just like a banger. It was oh, so really? good. Sick. Yeah, dude, the only way I would do like one of those fucking country songs is if like our gimmick was also like we all had to like start a new project and wear masks so nobody would ever know it was me. <laughs> An anonymous country pop band yeah who all have the same kind of build and shape as nice of malice but that's weird that's just a coincidence <laughs> you'll just see brendan's mask the eyes roll into the back of his head it's like yo dude i think it's totally nights of malice <laughs> oh clearly his beard going out from under the mask and his tattoos and shit like yo, weird we have doppelgangers <laughs> he, he's wearing a mask but he took his shirt off <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a new that's a new Brendan move. He loves doing that. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, now, before we um 
start to kind of wind things down. Cause I, I feel like with Knights of Malice, we hit a good point where it's not too much left to say aside from, I know um this episode will be coming out the fifth. So I believe you have a show before the fifth coming up. Yeah, sick. That's actually the day before that we'll be at club Kerrigan's. I think it's Whitehall PA. Um, Inferious and in this band, oh, dude, we're playing with Monochromatic Black, and we love those guys. They're such good musicians. So that'll be fun. That'll be. Yeah. Well, since this episode came out after it, you guys fucking killed it. Saw the pictures, the videos. You sounded great. Oh, thank. You. But now, now I'm scared that you jinxed it, and it's gonna be fucking for ourselves. <laughs> nah, it won't. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm highly confident enough of you guys and your abilities and stuff that it. It'll be it'll be a Knights of Malice show. It won't disappoint. What if there's like a fire and all the pictures you said that looked sick and were great were like people like escaping from the venue that was on fire? Now it just sounds like we need to put this into an AI generator. Knights of Malice venue fire. Uh, that'd be fucking hilarious. Well, thank you, Ants. I hope that you're correct and I hope we kick ass. Uh, no problem. I hope so too, because I don't want to jinx. I want you guys to play play the best show you can, but I believe you have a show, another show lined up or. Yeah, we, think. we're playing uh, in Connecticut on April 22nd. Again, like this, these dudes in Endeavor, the drummer asked us and he's fucking awesome, dude. Uh, that guy's such a cool guy. Um, yeah. And then down the line, May 25th, we'll be at the nail in Ardmore, PA. So we have shows and I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just wanted to plug those real fast because I know you had some stuff coming up and yeah, it's shows are always the big part so everyone if you're in connecticut or pa you can make those shows because they didn't yes. happen yet and you should go to them and check out knights of malice because they fucking shred thank you sir ah, no problem but before we really wind it down because totally different topic change that's why i wanted to get that out i kissed brendan's ass about the uh the unbegotten video Claymation made uh made you guys show it to Pat outside the Lighthouse Tavern in beautiful Waretown, New Jersey. <laughs> we were all drinking. Um with that claymation. Oh, yeah, right. I'm sorry, I remember that. You're totally we like fucking it was windy, probably couldn't even hear the music, but we were like, yo, just watch this. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Well, that's why I was like, I was telling him about it, and I think Pat like started looking up. I'm like, dude, no, I'll send it to you. Watch it when you can listen. I want you to watch and listen. I was watching, he was like, Holy shit. But with that video, Brendan and I were saying how like a very graphic video and the claymation and all that. How was it doing that video, but also with the other videos being a horror fan? And having these very brutal, just like badass videos. That video, the Unbegotten video got me so stoked because we were telling the guy like, as like, as, as kind of gruesome and like, un, un, like unsettling as you could make it. So I like, even the clay figures, like eyes are weird. And like halfway through the video, it just turns into a fucking like bloody mess. And I was like, yeah, this is so cool. So I, I love it. I mean, YouTube doesn't love it, but then like, like, uh, restrictions don't love it but like man it's just it's i think if we do another gory music video which i want to do we're just gonna have to do it like in black and white or something because that, that could be cool though yeah it might be metal as fuck but like, i think that's how you beat because like youtube just like hates like blood and gore obviously but like i, I don't know man it's it's stupid these this all these algorithms are so stupid but yes i love horror and i i want to i just the more grisly, I think, like the better. In a metal band, like 
it should be like a little tongue-in-cheek goofy because it's like death metal like a little funny like how mortal kombat fatalities like make you laugh even though they're grotesque you know now with uh i didn't get to ask kim i didn't get to ask you the uh the clay figures from those videos did you guys get to keep any of them no i wish i didn't even he he's he lives in like south africa and he did that all by himself and he just kept sending me the pictures of like look at this this is gonna be cool and i'm like damn he still has them he has like he still has like the spaceship thing that came down at the beginning and like our name i want it dude i want that so bad but i'm not gonna be like yo can you spend like crazy money to send me those clay figures because i'm just saying i'm just putting this out there that you know you want one i'm sure like brendan joe i'm sure other people would want one i would fucking want one could just be like yo dude we're gonna offer you this money pull it all together get them to just ship all the pieces over take that chance and then you could sell some too to be honest i mean there is like i I want one (laughs) i feel like there was like 10 or 15 figure guys with the alien dudes so we can all keep one i mean I, I would i would sell them but i would also give him i would give him probably like all the money if not most of it <laughs> like he did all of it but yeah i think it'd be fun to just fucking have them man i want that spaceship so bad dude but oh well so bad at, i i would definitely talk to him see what you could work out because it, it, would, be, it would also be hard to ship though because he also he did a shadow of intent music video and it also was awesome his name is uh budget blood productions by the way or blood budget i'm sorry um no, I think it's budget blood, but he said that the shadow of intent video like was frustrating to do because it was so hot during that time that like the clay figures like melted always like we're melting constantly. So if we sh- if we shipped it, we would probably like open up a cardboard box to just like a puddle of shit, like a puddle of clay with eyes. I wonder what kind of clay you use because like I was thinking like oh if it's oven baked clay or something then you could just you know, heat it up and just solidify it. So it will be delicate and yeah. everything. You would have to make sure it's wrapped really good, but I would be yeah. awesome. Little alien things. That would be so cool to have. I mean, it would be awesome. I would pay make like a hundred replicas and just be like, send them to me so we could sell them. Or they could be like little figurines, like on our merch table and shit. I'm just saying, I know a guy with the 3d printer. <laughs> Yo, I mean, Hey, that's lucrative. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so being a huge horror fan and, you know, having those videos and stuff and loving the gore, what are uh, what are some of like your favorites? OK, so I love Evil Dead and I don't know if a lot of people loved that 2013 remake. But I fucking love that movie because it is it's grisly and there's a new Evil Dead coming out next month and I'm excited as hell for it. All, uh, my favorite horror movie ever, which isn't really gory at all, is Hereditary. That movie is a fucking mindfuck, and it's like just sad. Love, uh, love Halloween, love Friday Thirteenth, all the classics, dude. Nightmare on Elm Street. Jason is my favorite, and uh, Michael Myers is Brendan's favorite, and we get in debates all the time over it. And Jason is way fucking cooler, by the way, than Michael Myers. I'm sorry, I said it. I'm sorry. Hold. I mean, I'm in the middle. I. It was funny. We were talking about this on the uh, the last pod with. Tommy Rats, he's a Jason guy. Oh, good. He really likes Jason. But I sit there. He's like, I don't care. He's like, he's like, I love part two. He's like, I don't care what anyone says. I fucking love Jason X. That's crazy. Okay, he's a diehard Jason fan because I hate that movie. But I, I can't say anything because 
you know, my brother's a big Night Run Elm Street fan, my brother and sister-in-law. But with me, I'm I'm over here. I'm just like, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Leatherface rules, man. He's definitely horrifying. Like Texas Chainsaw and... I don't know why it's like in recent years I discovered how much I love the movies, but like Child's Play like became uh, like uh, up there for me. I haven't rewatched those Child's Play movie in a long time, but I remember being way too young to be watching Bride of Chucky, and I would watch it a lot when I was younger. Now, being really into you know grisly stuff and real gory shit and all that, have you ever dove into the extreme realms of horror? Like what? Like uh. Like Serbian film, August Underground. Fucking wild. Uh, you ever see like those August Underground movies? They're they're so like I when I was younger, I would like lie to Joe, specifically Joe, and we would watch it and I would like lie to him and tell him that they were real. Because those August Underground movies seem so real. Um and he would just be so that's so fucked up, so traumatizing, dude. <laughs> I told him it was real, but it's terrible. Serbian film is horrible. I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, uh, American guinea pig, and then there's the Japanese guinea pigs. No, I've never seen that. Oh, dude, it's uh, I got it right here. Bouquet of guts and gore. <laughs> it's uh, the first in the American guinea pig films, and uh, yeah, dude, this thing is just an hour and a half of just torture. Nice, like. I know it's an audio pod, but like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's dude. This, it's like I recommend it because like I love with those movies. Like you know, I wouldn't say that's an amazing movie by any standard. Serbian film's a different story. I don't care to ever watch it again. Yeah, but with the message with it and everything, and the reason it was made and shit, I'm like, no, it it's not messed up just to be messed up. Like it's. <laughs> it's just it's it's a lot sometimes it's like ridiculous the shit that they do oh yeah but it's like this is just straight up just two chicks getting dismembered for an hour and a half be like yeah i I like the gore movies i mean like the evil dead movie is gory as shit but it's it's just also a good it has like its plot but i also just love movies man and i i like i like good you know good acting and good stories and all that shit like my none of my favorite movies are horror movies but i love horror for like the different it's just entertaining and gore is just fucking metal it's brutal you know like and if it's a good horror movie that's just a plus you know yeah and with the like with this like the reason i brought this one up the american guinea pig uh bouquet of guts and gore is because this movie's like all like practical effects and it looks uh, so damn real and like that's such an art form in itself I love that. That's that's another reason why I like Evil Dead, and I'm excited for the new one because it all it do practical effects and horror rules, like uh, the thing and shit like that. All the old movies do it so much better. It's crazy. Yeah. And with the original, like Evil Dead and like Part Two and Army of Darkness, with the unbegotten video, all I could think of I was gonna ask if you were an Evil Dead guy because of the claymation in those movies and like, yeah, we definitely just wanted like slightly goofy horror you know what i mean like the clay the claymation just looks cool but it's just like you could just like kind of laugh at it because it's like just so ridiculous what you're watching that's the type of horror i like too sometimes and evil dead is totally that you know oh yeah they're all like those 80s horrors and stuff like the b horrors are great i love dude, them them are just fucking ridiculous dude i forget i can't remember what this movie was called man and it bones me out but like 
this this guy's like mom turns into a zombie over time and like he's still like brushing your teeth and shit even though she's becoming a zombie but like by the end of it he's like murdering his house is literally filled with zombies he's fucking killing them with a, uh, a lawnmower yeah you know what movie i'm talking about dead alive originally that's, called that's, brain dead yeah, the movie is so outrageous. <laughs> With the priest, I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> yeah, like who the fuck says that? Man? It's the, supposed to laugh at it. The last like half hour of that movie is one of the most insane, like beautiful things I've seen. Like it's I I love that shit. There's probably more blood. That's like some of the most blood I've ever seen in a movie ever. <laughs> and, and it's all like practical effects and everything again. I love it. If it was just imagine like how little impact that would have if it was just like CGI splats all over the place. It just doesn't like I, I don't care about CGI, but I just it doesn't feel like that visceral when it's as visceral as if it were like practical effects. You know, it feels real. Oh, yeah. Now you said that your favorite movies aren't horror. So what what are those? OK, so my new favorite movie of all time is this movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Literally. Oh, my God. That's literally my favorite movie ever. I talk about it all the time. I just watched it again yesterday with Brendan. I probably have seen that movie like 680 times. I saw it once in theaters. Took me by surprise. I was just sitting there at the end. I'm just sitting there crying. Yeah. Oh, dude, the movie, like, it's funny. It's fucking full of action. Michelle Yeoh is just a fucking absolute legend. And yeah, it's it's like heavy, the emotions and it's it's the messages and stuff, dude. I didn't know a single thing about it. Before I went to the theater, I didn't know a single thing. I just kind of wanted to like randomly, hey, this looks fun. And by the end of it, like instantly after the movie ended, I looked over and I was like, I, I think that was the best movie I've ever seen in my life. You know, yeah. it's good. I, I only watched it that I've been meaning to just snag a copy and like watch it again. And it's just I tell everyone, it's like, uh, like talk about the awards show. They're like, I don't even know this movie. I'm like, you should. I'm like, it's yeah. literally one of the best movies in like i don't know how long like at least yeah. the last decade like yeah, creative it's like it's fun to watch because it's so outrageous but like like the the, the themes and everything are just so heavy and you like you you know it's, it's not just goofy fucking fighting with dildos and butt plugs it's like a lot of stuff goes on in it <laughs> i remember that like i remember walking out of the theater i'm all you know my eyes are all red you know someone through salt everywhere assholes <laughs> but like i remember just like walking out of the theater i'm like watch the dude jump like 10 feet in the air ass first to a butt plug <laughs> spoiler alert i'm sorry everyone matt i'm sorry <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, well, how is this movie making you cry you know yeah the, the hot dog fingers and stuff you're sitting there and they're like you're crying you're like what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I, dude, that movie would, I don't think that movie would have worked without Michelle Yeoh, man. She's so, she's perfect. Literally perfect. The, the um, whole casting of that movie was like, the, it, you you wouldn't have had that movie without the people like yeah. that worked yeah, on it, were in it. And I finally just watched this movie too called, uh, called Birdman on HBO. Have you ever seen that? Oh, is that, um? it's got um Michael Keaton. Yeah, I mean, it's so like, Edward I, Norton's in I watched it once. I fell asleep for 10 minutes, 10, 20 minutes and woke up at the end. Oh, shit. No, you should watch it, man. Because um, I was suggesting that because that is the only other movie other than Everything Everywhere All at Once in recent time that really made me go like, holy shit. Afterwards, like you just like, damn, that was that was objectively like a great movie. I just watched, you know, it's really good, man. You should watch it. I, I'm going to rewatch it because you saying it like it's that's one of those movies that 
like because there's so many now especially with all the streaming it's like so many slip through the cracks where it's like that movie can't i remember the trailer like playing on tv and stuff and wanting to see it and now it's like you know you bringing it up that's i i haven't thought about it until yeah. now i'm like shit like i forgot yeah, about I, that movie when i saw it on hbo I, I remember going like holy shit i forgot about this movie that i kept hearing about i literally completely forgot it existed and i watched it It was great i also have a crush on emma stone so maybe that's I'm a little bias <laughs> i got a crush on michael keaton so it's all right that's fair also let <laughs> be back again that rules yeah, the Batman. I love him in uh, like Vulture and Spider Man. Did an amazing job, but then uh, the Founder, where he's the uh, Ray Crack, Ray Crack, <laughs> Ray Crack McDonald's. I actually never saw that either, and now I want to because I'm like Michael Keaton. Like I'm on a Michael Keaton kick. <laughs> I th- I think it's on Netflix currently. I know yeah. it's on Netflix or somewhere. I saw, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's like I don't know how much info's like you know changed about mm. the whole situation but like definitely definitely an asshole <laughs> oh I, I'm, I'm sure that's not too inaccurate <laughs> oh yeah so it's it's good though oh yeah i'll watch it man what, what uh got a couple more that you uh have on the list love i love so many tarantino and scorsese movies the departed is like one of my fucking favorite movies ever um Kill Bill 1 and 2. My favorite Tarantino movie is Inglorious Bastards, dude. Do you ever see that one? Dude, I saw so... it once. No, sorry, what? I was going to say I saw it once, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so good, man. A lot of people pick, like, Pulp Fiction and Django. Django's also so good, but Inglorious Bastards is fucking amazing. I love Kill Bill, like I said. Um, Gangs of New York is good. Uh, I'm trying to think, dude. Fight Club. Fight Club is one of my oh, favorite yeah. movies ever, dude. It's so good. Yeah, I love I love movies, man. I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> yeah, they're they're badass. I have V I started collecting VHS, so I have VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. I got all the formats. <laughs> oh yeah. I also I love John Wick. I'm gonna go see John. I'm literally seeing John Wick 4 in like 45 minutes. So hopefully it's good. Oh hell yeah. I hope you dig it. Thanks. I didn't even know it was out yet. And my friends like I got his tickets. So I was like, holy shit, yes. I didn't even know that was happening. I still gotta watch Scream Six. I didn't yeah. get to see it yet. Dude, dude, me too. I keep, I, I've been wanting to find someone to go to the theater with, you know. Yeah, it's, I've been wanting to see. It's just like time flies by, and it's like I can't even like I, I for some reason driving to the movie theater to see a movie is just so much more time than just sitting and in my room watch. Like you, you get there, um, and you're like, okay, say say the movie starts at seven. You're like, all right, movie ends at nine because it's only two hours and somehow you're not home until like 10 45 i don't know how that makes any sense but it's totally because the fucking trailers are like 80 minutes long but no nah, dude I, li- I like the fifth scream so i just i mean i can't believe it's already been out in theaters for weeks now and i just haven't been able i haven't had time to go i haven't had anybody to go with but i want to go so bad it's i'm trying if if i go to see i'll let you know and yeah uh, we'll go see We'll go see it. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to man, we're going to mandate. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine by me. I always smuggle in. I don't know about you, but I always like like to smuggle in a few tall boys in the movie theater. It makes it fun. Like I've two never tall done boys. that. Oh, dude, that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, you mean uh, tall boys of um life about- to enjoy the movie? Oh yeah, yeah, life. You know, high on life. Tall, a few tall cans of water. All right, I did. I did smuggle a drink in once. I love it. it. And it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a few juice boxes of Ecto Cooler when the 2016 Ghostbusters came out and they re-released it. I walked, I had like five juice boxes. I was by myself, baked as shit, just <laughs> watching it in a Ghostbusters shirt, sipping on juice boxes. And people next to me are looking because I'm just doing like the... Oh my God. Now, it was so much fun. You're getting immersed, you know? You're just getting immersed in it. Yeah, I want to be a kid again. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got a couple movies here I got to watch. And uh, one of them, spoiler alert, is for the guest that's going to be on after you. Oh, shit. So, um, yeah, I didn't know that they were making a Carousel 3 and that there was even a Carousel 2. But I loved part one and I had a copy. So I snagged a copy of part two. And let's just say there might be someone that's a major part of it, like maybe a director or something oh, that's going to be on. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> nice. Uh, but Matt, he probably has to, he might have to bleep that. Nah, it's cool. He can leave it. Spoiler right. alert. Nah, it's, foresh it's foreshadowing, you know, your hype building. Exactly. I think actually, I know at a party before I put on Carousel 1. I forget. I know Brendan was there. I think he showed up after it was on. But yeah, I did put it on. I, one thing I love doing is putting on like fucked up, like stupid like i don't want to say stupid but like stupid to most people horror that don't get the fun ones yeah. like i did that at a party i once put on toxic avenger at a party and people were like what the hell is this one time was the stuff like go with it just enjoy it you know you're watching yeah. art i'm like this is what these movies are made for i mm -hmm. can't think of a better movie to put on right now dude i want to throw like halloween parties and just like have like just B or 80s or just like even modern movies that are just like disturbing, fucked up or just hokey. I don't want to play them throughout the entire party. You know what I mean? It like makes the theme. Yeah. Well, if you do that, I know a guy who's got a collection of a good amount of horror movies. So. Oh, yeah. You're, everybody will bring the beers and all that. And you just bring like your massive collection of horror movies. That fucking... <laughs> That Asian guinea pig movie sounds really horrible. Oh, the, uh, the American guinea pig? Yeah. The American guinea pig. Yeah. That sounds the, fucked up. See, the thing is with this, like, this is one, like, you definitely got to check out if you love gore. But the second installment was a blood, I always mess up the name, Blood Shock. I think it's Blood Shock. It's Blood Shot or Blood Shock. I say, like, it's it's gruesome, but that movie, there's such a story to it. And the ending is one of the most, like, beautifully shot endings I've ever seen in a movie. Like the See, whole sequence, and it's like that movie. I'm like, no, I recommend that. Like, I'll watch that again. I might watch that tonight. But like, you know, well, you know, it's a good like horror movie, but it's not. I don't know why I heard I, before. I thought you said like Asian guinea pig or something like that. Oh, that there's um, there's the American guinea pigs, but before that, it was uh the Japanese guinea pigs. Oh, okay. So that just reminded the Asian and reminded me. Have you ever seen that movie Train to Busan? No. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's like a Korean zombie. It's so fucking good. It all takes place on like a train, but it's like a zombie movie. You gotta I mean, read subtitles, but who cares? It's it's great. It's a good movie. I'll have to check. I don't mind subtitles, so I'm gonna have to. But I feel like you always have to like warn people like, oh, subtitles. But dude, who cares? It's a good movie. Yeah, like um, one of my favorite ones is uh, Audition. Oh, I don't know if I that one gets like a little out there, but like that movie, I remember like that was like, I hear about that in middle school. My buddy was telling me about it and like tracing down a copy and watching it. And I'm just like, 
oh my god like it's it's such a messed up movie but it's so good but it's another one with subtitles that's like have you ever seen the the record movies rec like rec it's called nah but it's uh you ever seen that movie quarantine no actually oh i'm surprised i thought like um it was like a i thought it was like a big thing when it came out but it's the record the rec movies are basically in quarantine like copy paste that entire movie like shot almost basically like shot for shot but the rec movies are like the the original and it's like i'm almost positive it's in spanish but again great movie you got to read subtitles but you should watch it it's fucked up it's another like found footage half rabies kind of zombie thing i have to check it out good stuff we love rabies and zombies oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right man well knowing you got a movie you got to get to um I guess maybe we'll start to wrap it up unless there's anything you want to mention about like Nam or anything before we start closing this out. Nah, man. I think uh, other than we'll have, we have new music coming soon. We'll have tons of music videos and tons of shows. I promise sooner than later. Oh yeah. A potential two weeks. Wink, wink of shows. <laughs> Fucking hope so. Uh, well, if that's the case, then we're gonna uh, we're gonna go into a segment of the show where we hop in the car, we hop in Brendan's Durango, which yeah. I don't know if you got to experience. No, I did. I was I, on its way out. I, I felt it a few times. I experienced. He always had to give me rides all over practice. That was the same thing with me. The shows always packed <laughs> that thing. But yep. we got we're gonna hop into Durango. We're gonna cruise around up the shore. Gonna listen to some metal, watch some movies, cry, and we're gonna take a little ego trip. And you're just gonna plug away everywhere to find you, where to find Nam, and that floor's yours. Beautiful. Um, Knights of Malice, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, maybe, maybe TikTok sooner or later. Um, I think we still have Bandcamp. Honestly, Apple and Spotify, that's the move. Follow us on Facebook. Instagram, Knights of Malice Music. We post really frequently. So that's that. Oh, yeah. And as most of you know, I'm Nicholas Christian. You can find me at Colt underscore Sure underscore on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at Terror underscore Tunes, T-O-O-N-S underscore on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and all the streaming sites uh, for music, terrortunes.bandcamp.com. Got music and merch and stuff up there for not only terror tunes, but culture. We got t-shirts and shit. And uh, yeah, Terrorize Series 1, my toy line, April 30th, Dunzo, Series 1, never available again. So check that out if you like little eyeballs. Uh, Yeah, that all being said, Xavier, thank you so much for being on, man. It was great shooting the shit. Thank you for having me, dude. We'll hopefully do this again and hopefully go see uh, Scream soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll definitely bullshit again, and yeah, if we don't see Scream, we'll definitely see another movie at some point too. So, if, uh, if it's not in theaters, you can come over and we'll get drunk and watch it. There we go. Sounds good to me. We'll drink. Uh, we'll drink some of these seltzers. Seeing you drink the Trulies is like, why am I drinking the White Claw? But then, uh, the are, they're good. You gotta watch your gotta watch your shape. You know, watch your form. Exactly. I I was I was on a Trulies kick. The Hard Punch Pack was my <laughs> favorite. Yep. But then I, I was just getting a little tired of it. So just the black cherry white claws. Nice. Go down smooth. Yeah, you got to mix them up. Oh, yeah. But all right, man. Thank you again. And I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, no problem. Later.